Welcome to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast with me, your host, Paula Maidens. I'm a mum of two, a hiring and leadership coach, speaker, ex-corporate recruiter and serial entrepreneur who is obsessed with teaching capable business owners just like you how to become graceful and powerful leaders surrounded by a team who perform like rock stars. On this podcast, we'll be talking about all things people, business and leadership because Big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast. I think it's fair to say that the most common question that I get asked is, how do I give somebody feedback? How do I tell this person that I don't like what she's written on social media, but, you know, she's a she's an expert, she's a social media specialist, and she's really good at images, but I just don't like the way she's written it. Or this person didn't deliver what I asked them to do. What do I say? Or this person's good at this, but they're not good at this. How do I tell them and not hurt their feelings? Or do I just accept that everybody's not perfect? So my clients who work with me privately, part of working together is, you know, we obviously have our coaching calls, but we also have offline support where at any stage they can come to me with questions and things that come up. And by far and wide, especially in these early days, it's these little things about what should I say? How do I say this? How do I phrase this? You know, this isn't, this doesn't feel quite right. This person's done this. This is all the little things that come up. And the most common question is all about feedback. What do I say and how do I say it so that it feels great to me and so that they don't think I'm mean? So that is exactly what we're diving into in this episode today. Giving feedback in a way that is effective, that is heard, that is received well, and where you both still like each other has multiple parts to it. The language that you use is really important. The way you say things is really important. And the way it's delivered is also really important because you need to make sure that the person who you're giving the feedback to hears what you need them to say and they understand what it is that's being said. Because the reality is that the people that work for you, the team that work for you, are human They have feelings and like most humans, most people, they will get triggered, they'll feel defensive, they'll get upset when you tell them that they've done something wrong, that they've done something that isn't right, that they haven't performed to your expectation. Because they have feelings, because they're human, they are likely to have a feeling about receiving that information from you. Most people will be surprised to learn that they've done something wrong or they haven't done it the right way. And most people are trying to do a good job and will therefore find it difficult to hear adverse information about the job that they are doing. So it's therefore not surprising that when you let someone know that what they're doing isn't quite right and you want it done differently, that the person might have a little freak out or maybe a big freak out because it's a surprise to them. And then I guess when you add into the mix that you might be feeling nervous about the information that you need to share, you might be feeling nervous about what you need to say, then your language might come off sounding a little bit harsh or not as polished as what you'd like it to. So all these things, their surprise, their desire to do a good job, you know, you may be not phrasing things in the right way, it can end up 
you know, the whole thing going a little bit pear-shaped and it turning into a bigger problem, I guess, than what it needs to be. And I know that for many of you listening, that the fear of this, the fear of the feedback being received in a bad way, the fear of you not saying it properly, this fear, the fear of the reaction is the reason why lots of my clients, and I know lots of you, withhold feedback, avoid giving it for fear of a bigger reaction than what is intended because most of the time the person is okay and they're doing an okay job, but you'd like it to just feel a little bit better. However, unfortunately, if somebody's not doing what you want them to do and you don't let them know, then they're unable to change it because they don't know they need to change it and they don't know what needs to be changed. So let's dive in to how we can learn to give feedback in a way that's received well, that's delivered well, and it gets you the result you're after, which is, frankly, higher performance and somebody doing what you want them to do in the way you want it done. So let's dive into my three steps to giving effective and robust feedback. And I've already dropped some hints in this little introduction that I've shared, and that is about the surprise and how you deliver the feedback. So we want to take away the surprise and we want to deliver the feedback in a way so it is received positively without the defense, without the triggers, and therefore is heard and understood. So let's dive into the three steps that will enable this to happen. Step one, you need to introduce feedback as a normal concept in your business. Now you want to do that as early as possible in your relationship with the person. Now, that might be at hiring, through the interviews. You might talk about the fact that I'll always be giving you feedback. That's the sort of leader I am. That's the sort of business that we have here. That's the sort of team we have where we're always talking about what we're doing well and what we can improve. And then ideally, you might talk about it again at the induction stage. So when somebody's just joining your your business and you're training them and you're telling them, you know, about the way you guys work as a team, and you might talk about, hey, we're going to meet weekly or we're going to meet monthly. And when we meet, these are the things we're going to talk about. However, if you're like most clients, most of my clients and, and most people, you haven't done that yet. Now you know better. Talk about it at interview. Talk about it at onboarding and training. But if you're at that stage where you're like, oh, I've never talked specifically about how I'm going to give this person feedback, but I need to give them feedback. If you're at that stage, I get it and it's okay. Now's the time to introduce the concept. So you want to simply say, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to change the way we're currently meeting or we're going to start meeting weekly or monthly, whatever it is. And the way that meeting is going to look is we're going to talk about what's working really well in the business and in your role specifically. And then we'll talk about where we can be improving so you know what to focus on. We'll get really, really specific in that conversation. You'll have lots of opportunity to ask questions and it's all from the place of the business trying to get better and each of us as individuals within the business trying to get better. So the first step is introducing it, introducing it as a concept. Let the person know that this is conceptually going to be happening. This is going to be part of conversations in the future and let them know the intention from where it's coming from, which is a positive place. 
I need to let you know if you're doing something that's not quite right, or I'm going to let you know if I see you doing something that could be better because we're always trying to be better as a business, as a team, and as individuals. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you know that, and I'm going to do that in our weekly meetings, and you'll have the opportunity to ask questions to get all the clarification you need, and we'll chat from there. How does that sound? So first step, introduce it. Second step, you need to prepare for it. Now, rarely can anybody pull together the language, certainly not in the early days, on the fly. So you want to prepare by gathering examples. When you notice somebody's not doing something quite right, oh, oh, that's interesting, they did that, I wonder why they did that, write it down, write down the specifics, what did you see, what did you ask them to do, what did you notice happened? So you're gathering examples and specifics to bring up at that set time that you have agreed and discussed and already introduced to them, which might be weekly, it might be monthly. So rarely is on-the-fly feedback received well because of that surprise factor. Because if the person's not ready or if the person's hasn't sort of tuned into, okay, we're going to have this conversation. I'm going to concentrate. I'm going to hear what I'm doing well. I'm going to hear what can be improved. And and you offer them feedback on the fly. Often it's not received well and often it's not delivered well. So the second step is preparing. You need to prepare for the conversation, the feedback conversation. And the third step is you need to follow the three S's to giving great feedback, and that is be specific, say it with a smile, and be supportive. Specific, smile, supportive. The most important thing that you can do as the leader is to normalize this giving feedback conversation and normalize how you feel about it. You need to clean up any concerns or stories or things that you have about this not being anything other than a positively intended conversation with clean intentions to help the person perform better, to be better, to rise to what you want and need them to be. And once you clean up your intentions around it or any of the stories that you have, then it will automatically be received better. Often these conversations go wrong because they're vague. So you aren't specific. Often people think that by, you know, dancing around the garden path, so to speak, and not getting specific and talking about these things in a wishy-washy way somehow feels kinder. Where actually, let's draw on Brené Brown's amazing phrase, clear is kind. So when you are being vague, particularly you know, being vague in a team meeting, then actually the person you're talking about doesn't realize that they're the person being talked about. So you need to be specific, talk directly to the person and bring examples to the conversation to be as clear as you can be because being clear is kind. Somebody can't suddenly morph into a better version of themselves or what you want them to be without knowing what they're doing wrong getting a specific example and knowing how they should have done it differently. So be specific. Say it with a smile. If you go into these feedback conversations thinking that they're conflict, thinking that they're confrontation, then they will be received like that. Whereas if you go into this feedback conversation thinking, oh, this is just a conversation and what I call a correcting conversation, it's a normal part of 
you know, the way we do things here as a business, the normal part of having people on your team is that they'll do some things really great and they'll do some things that you need to discuss and develop and support them to be better. If you normalize that within yourself, you smile as you're delivering it, then it will be automatically received better. It will automatically be received in a less defensive way. The person is less likely to be upset, et cetera, et cetera, because they feel safe because you're coming at this conversation with a smile and with that normalization about what it is that you're discussing. And then the third S in my three S's to giving great feedback, be specific, say it with a smile and be supportive is you going into the conversation from a place of, well, I just am having this conversation to support them, to elevate into the role, to learn the things that they didn't know they needed to do, to gather information from them, from me, to receive information, more information from me that they need to be able to deliver to my exact requirements, to be able to show more initiative, to be more proactive, to understand more about what's in my head. So you being supportive is massive as well. Because if you're going into this conversation thinking it's an attack, thinking you've already decided that they're no good for the job, thinking that they've lied to you in the interview, thinking that somehow like this is two people butting heads, then naturally it's not going to go very well. And in fact, it's not really feedback, is it? Because the intention of feedback is to be like, oh, hey, let me know about this thing that I've observed that you probably don't realize isn't quite right. Or, hey, let me, I need to let you know that I've noticed where you've done something that's not quite right. You know, the intention of feedback is, hey, I need to let you know where I think you can do better and let me explain to you what that looks like. Let me explain to you what doing better looks like. So feedback needs to be delivered from you as the leader from that place with that intention to support, to improve, and to develop the person. And it needs to be a normal conversation that's just part of having someone on your team. You know, you catch up weekly, you catch up monthly, you have these conversations, you talk about what's working well, what needs to be improved. You know, you give the person lots of opportunity to ask questions. You offer lots of specific examples. They get really clear. They feel really motivated and they walk away keen to be that elevated version of themselves that you're hoping that they'll be. So that's it for today, a a nice short, sharp episode on an oh-so-relevant subject. The language of leadership is so my jam. And if you find this tricky, know that you're not alone. Know that most entrepreneurs who are elevating into CEOs and learning how to lead need to learn this. It's an art, it's a science, it's a skill, and it does not come naturally to most people. And in particular, if you have worked in corporates before, then you've probably, you know, been on the receiving end of constructive criticism or some other like corporately phrased official feedback. And you've probably been in a situation where it hasn't felt great. So, it would make sense that you're then trying to avoid making someone on your team feel like that. You know, the purpose of today is to offer to you that you can give feedback and you should give feedback from a really positive place to support and help the person to be better, to support and help the person to understand what you're looking for and see it as a way to build an even better, closer relationship with the person on your team. So if you are wanting to learn a little bit more about this, I have a program called Fundamentals of Leadership and there's a whole module on the art of giving feedback. And it even includes like real life 
recorded examples of giving tricky feedback that you can learn from. It's super powerful and it's only $149. And it's one of those programs that you can dive into. It's self-paced, so you can dive in at any stage. So jump on over to my website and check that out. All the links will be in the show notes. Or of course, as always, if you want to have a chat to me privately and personally about your unique situation and what you need to say to deal with the specific behaviors you're you know, seeing in somebody on your team, then reach out to me and let's jump on a dream team discovery call and have a chat. Okay, that's it. Have a beautiful day, everybody. May your teams be the force you deserve them to be so that you can live the life of your dreams. So that is it from me and I will see you next week. <laughs>